Hey there, lurkers. What do you think about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Hmm. Sounds like hmm. fun. So let's lurk. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, welcome back, Paul and Victor. You guys are gonna be you guys are gonna be uh, uh, naturals at this. <laughs> by the time we're by the time we're done with you, uh, but all four of us have now had an opportunity to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, and instead of it just being me and Scott because we're idiots, we thought we'd bring on a couple of people that are a little right. bit better than idiots and they couldn't wow. make it so we got paul and Vic. <laughs> <laughs> that was good I, that was good, that, again, that was I, was, good. <laughs> I was about to say that that was the nicest thing you've ever said about me but here we are i was about to be flattered i was about to be flattered i, was, <laughs> I should i shed one single tear and then <laughs> Uh, so before before we go and spoil this, because really the all of this is going to be spoilers, uh, can we all give like our our ratings? Last time we were together, uh, we at least did like our our tier list A A through F with S being the top. Uh, where would this rank as your oh. within that ranking? S. This is an S. Wow. Oh, Vic. S. I'm I'm giving it. He's hissing over there. It's so much S. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a, a leaking balloon, Paul. Snake, snake. No, 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 no. Vic, 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 Vic will give it an S. I'm 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 going A. I'm going A. It, Scott. Uh, okay, so, so Paul's an S. Go, Vic, you're an S. I'm an S. No, Paul's an A. Wow. I'm an A. Oh, a hole. What? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Some days. <laughs> I kind of I don't know if you guys listened to my follow up to get to your as episode, but I wanted to little, be a little bit more harsher on some of the things. So I'm giving it a B. A B. Wow. A solid what? B, maybe a B plus. Hold on, we time lost out. Vic. He's out. Did you? Did you? <laughs> are you sure you just didn't watch two? Again? Yes, we all. Did you watch I, Volume Two again? We Is watched that what the same film. Willie was sitting right next to me. He can he can attest. Perfect. And it played through the whole way. Unlike some something that happened at your guys' showing, but... <laughs> yes, yeah, our, we 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 got we got an intermission in our showing. But uh, I'll explain more in our uh, once we get to the spoiler section here. Willie, what about, what about you? Uh, Willie? So I am right in between Paul and Vic. This is an A plus film for me. I I think I'm hmm. the only one out of the four of us that has now seen it twice, and first time through. I was probably a B to an A. I was right there. It got better the second time. Like, the emotional beats, what uh, the way it challenged each character. Knowing the way that James Gunn told specific story beats at the beginning of the film, and then how they're paid off at the end. Guys, it, it's definitely up there. It, if I watch it again... I might have a different opinion, but right now I think it's an A+. I don't know that that's right. a category, but so yeah, I guess our, you're just making up your own rules. That's a free section. Now, hold on. Uh, <laughs> each of you has to expand on your opinion without giving away any spoilers. Vic, why is it an S for you? I think, uh, well, let's leave it without spoilers. I think it hit on every level. I think that emotionally it was good. The thing that was the story they were telling with Rocket, I'm not selling any specifics, you know, mm -hmm. the story they told with Rocket, 
I think they dwelled into each character and how they fit into that team. And they, they didn't do it as much as they did with Rocket, but they did do that with each character in every team. The special effect, and again, it might be because I have a low bar because the special effects from Marvel has been so uh, terrible as the last two years. But the special effects in this one were really good. The action scenes were really good. And I'm going to say whatever I have let next for the, la- okay. for the spoiler version because I have it. something else. So my, my A rating, I'm going to use an analogy. Okay? So my favorite sandwich is the pastrami hoagie from Devani's. It's an amazing sandwich. It's phenomenal. Oh, okay? No, I don't know what's going what on. What are we right? doing just, here? Just listen. Okay? okay. It'll, it'll make sense. <laughs> So, I'm following you, Paul. I'm right there. Thanks. All right. Got, <laughs> yep. Okay, so the, the pastrami hoagie, you go to Devani's, you get it, right? So it's got a lot of amazing ingredients, right? It's got mayo, it's got some sort of like oil situation, lettuce, tomato, and the cheese and the pastrami, right? This is his favorite sandwich. So, he doesn't know what's in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. I should probably know all the ingredients. <laughs> At the end of the day, this movie was like, they handed me the pastrami hoagie, and I'm like, yes, my favorite sandwich. But they left off the tomatoes. They left off one ingredient. It didn't ruin the sandwich. It didn't ruin it. But they left off one key ingredient for me. So it was almost a, an S-tier, almost perfect movie. But it just missed a little. It just missed the mark by Are you going to share the ingredient later? Yes. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, put it in the show notes. Paul's perfect <laughs> pastrami sandwich. <laughs> Not... <laughs> Come for the movie review. Stay for the res- recipes. <laughs> and uh, and if you enjoy the review, please head over to our sponsor, Devani's. Yeah. Uh, how was that? Was that good? Yeah, that was okay. great. Good job. Thanks. They don't actually Scott, sponsor us, do they? No. I that would take that Devani's money all day. Yeah. Those hot hoagies are amazing. Yeah. All right, Scott, you why did spoiler... you rate it a B? Oh, my gosh. Uh, spoiler free. There was a lot going on. And not a lot of time to to just kind of cover everything. I feel like this is kind of what I expanded on from from last week. But they set the bar so high that first movie was S plus tier to me. Mm-hmm. And then it was a swing and a miss. I feel with the second one hard. So to bring it back around, I w- I was thinking like this should be one of the best movies Marvel has ever put together because they owed it to that first movie to be one of the best films of all time in the MCU. I don't know. I, it just doesn't match some of the other things that they've done. Plus, I feel they underutilized Rocket. This this movie was kind of supposed to be about him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> there goes Victor again. There goes Victor. I, I, I'll, I'll talk about it more. I'll talk about it more in the spoiler part. It was. It was. Missing That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say without getting into too many details. Yeah. All right. It was all missing right. that lettuce and/or tomato. I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> so see, if it's like my waiting. favorite sandwich. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I what is bread, your favorite just, sandwich, Scott? There's not. Uh, it's a club sandwich. See, it's got oh. three pieces of bread, some secret sauce, uh, some green thing in there. You know. Meat. Dude, I want a grilled cheese with bacon. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. That's your favorite sandwich? Oh, yeah. A, yeah. That, that, I mean, that's pretty great. Victor, what about you? What's your favorite sandwich? My my favorite sandwich is a hot dog. Come on. Everybody knows that. <laughs> that's a taco. That's a taco. <laughs> I guess my favorite sandwich would be a Chick-fil-A uh, sandwich. Of course it would. Sandwich. You <laughs> love your hate chicken. <laughs> <laughs> 
And in this next in, in, in this next segment, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, the Last of Us. Uh, oh wow! Don't spoil that for Scott. There's no spoilers for the Last of Us. <laughs> nice callback, though. Nice callback. Uh, okay. Nice callback. Time for uh, time for spoilers. So if uh, you didn't want any after the transition, some spoilers. All right. What was everybody's favorite moment from this film? Before I get your ingredient, what was everybody's favorite moment? Uh, I can go. Yes, you with your hand up. Yes, thank you for calling on me, Scott. Appreciate that. Uh, My favorite moment uh, was absolutely that hallway fight scene. That hallway Mm. fight scene was Mm. almost perfect. Mm. There, I haven't seen a fight scene like that since maybe the elevator scene in Civil War Mm -hmm. or not Civil War. Oh yeah, um, Winter Soldier. Uh, Maybe Uh, Daredevil. Season one, yeah, there, yeah, that's true. That oh yeah, that that hallway scene. Oh yeah, one shot. Yeah, yep. that was because this was too. another one shot. Was it? Yeah. After I so I specifically was watching for that for that, and it was a one shot through and through. Oh was, wow, it was so great. And the 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 best part about it was the beginning of the movie. They all fought individually mm-hmm. uh, when Adam Warlock came to nowhere. And they were fighting. They were trying to take him on one, uh, one at a time. Obviously, it didn't work super great. And then at the end, they all, they were, they were back to being the Guardians of the Galaxy, and they whooped some ass. I guess my favorite part is not. I mean, I did, I did, I really did like that part that uh, Paul uh, described. But my favorite part was the intro. To be honest with you, I love the uh, "I'm a Creep" song. I, that's one of my favorite songs. Um, and uh, typical. I, I, I love the intro. Okay, <laughs> but it is. I really, really loved it. It really got me. I'm like, okay, we're gonna, we're really gonna have some good music in this one again. So, mm. uh, um, I like the intro. We, that you was great. Uh, that was good. You and Scott are the two forty yeah. year olds on the show. So, okay, all right, <laughs> <laughs> all right okay. I, I didn't know we were doing that. Okay, guess just, all right. Guess we're just dropping, we're dropping, okay. dropping ages. I guess. So, uh, like, I, good music I, transcends transcends age, Willie. Uh-huh, sure. If you don't like Creep by Radiohead, I don't even I don't know what the hell are we doing here. The Beastie the Beastie Boys Brooklyn song <laughs> during that hallway fight scene was so perfect. Yeah, it was. I agree. No, that, uh, that was a pretty good song choice. I would say it's arguable that that hallway fight scene is probably the best scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think my favorite scene was a completely unnecessary joke that did not have to be put in and I, I it was just James Gunn sliding something in um and we're not talking about the car thing i'm talking about where mantis goes and is freeing prisoners and opens up the cage oh. and just screams because there's that <laughs> little like <laughs> a, 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 like abomination of a character you, that's like, you know i wasn't screaming is? at you i was screaming at somebody behind you <laughs> yeah. do you know who hey, voiced totally, that character yeah. didn't do you, Do you know, know who voiced, voiced that character? Pete who? Davidson. Pete Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that's funny. That's great. I went on right. IMDb. I saw he was in the cast, but I didn't have any idea. Like, because everybody, yeah. anybody who's anybody who wanted to make a cameo was like some sort of costumed or CGI'd person. So I was just like, oh, Pete Davidson was it. I wonder who he was. But that that just makes it infinitely funnier. <laughs> Uh, that was that was great. That was a great scene. So, uh, my favorite scene happens on Orgo Corp 
two two moments that I think are hilarious. The fight scene, iconic. I think it's going to lead as like one of the best fight scenes in any MCU film. But when Gamora says, shoot the one that looks like a carrot, and then you look at the guy who looks like a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then they leave and he's like oh, oh yes. Yes. And, and then my other favorite one is when they just shoot that woman in the leg and she starts screaming. yeah yeah james gunn had to sign off on his wife getting oh. shot in the leg that was james yeah. gunn's wife playing a oh cam- really playing I didn't a cameo know yeah. yeah which is which is wild that's wild so it's safe to say uh, they hit on the humor once again because mm-hmm. that was um, two amazing parts. I um, on social media I just rewatched the scene where they're at that person's house too on the on whatever the planet was called. And oh the, yeah, where, down Earth. Yeah, where Drax keeps laying down on the couch and then, and then he slowly starts to slide. That's that's a <laughs> wonderful scene too. <laughs> yeah, Paul. I guess what was the thing, the ingredient that was missing. Everybody's saying that it was a perfect ending, and that the end of the movie oh, ended the way ended the way it should. Yo, when Star Lord's floating out in space and his face gets all fat, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is the end!" And then Adam Adam Warlock does the slowest rescue ever and does the like almost <laughs> finger touch thing that ruined uh, I it for so me. so hard at that part though. <laughs> Yeah, it's but, the, but the that, Da Vinci that painting. Me, it was so yeah, funny. exactly. <laughs> but the, but that took me out of it. It's like why are you, why are you what is that, why are you going slow? Stop this. Just get him and get back, or let him die. Just pick one. Uh, it took me out of it so much. And then the rest of the ending, it was like it was it was almost a letdown because you felt the weight of uh, of Star Lord basically dying, and you're like, oh okay, well Adam Warlock is just the slowest space flyer ever. Even though he just, uh, in the beginning of the movie, flew, you know, super, super fast. How many of them Yeah. And then, uh, and then so, yeah, that just kind of took me out of it. And then the end of, end of it was, I think they salvaged it a little bit uh, with, like, them going off their separate ways. I think that's a good way to do it, and giving Rocket the, the new captain of the Guardians. I think that was really good. The dance scene didn't do a whole lot for me. It just was like, okay. It, it, it seemed a little out of place for for some of them. Groot dancing has always been there, but it was just it, that part to me was just weird and awkward and not super necessary. So that that was my they, they should have killed somebody. That was my that's my tomato. I disagree. I had the opposite opinion. Ooh, go on. Tell me tell me more. That's the thing that I was going to say. I was going to say to get to the spoiler uh, part was the fact of it is is like I'm glad that they didn't take the cheap way and kill somebody to make this a good movie. I think yeah. a lot of times they do that, and they're like, okay, yeah, we killed somebody, so now we're like, oh, they killed? We feel heavy about that, and we're like, oh, this is why this movie was great, because this person died, and we had this attachment to them, and this and that. Um, I think they this is great, because nobody nobody died, and it was mm-hmm. still a great movie. The last movie, the last great MC move, MCU movie that we had was Spider-Man uh, with No Way Home, or what was it, yeah. Harvard, whatever it was? Um, and Aunt May died, which I didn't see that coming. I mean, I didn't know that was going to happen. But, like, that was that, that, that was what weighed that, that movie down a little bit was the fact that she died and it made it like, okay, you get emotional about it. Yeah, but that was did the everything Lila moment, it without right? killing her. That's the same story beat as Lila dying, Aunt May. With Lila. Lila yeah, was the, the, the ferret. Is that oh, otter? Yeah, I, otter. otter. She yeah, otter. The, the ferret. Yeah, the ferret. But, I, but those people you expect, it's like Rogue One. You expect those people to die. 
die. You knew they were gonna die. Yeah, um, I feel but like you like they the movie the previews. They were kind of like acting like somebody was gonna die. I feel like they killed Aunt May because they couldn't kill Uncle Ben in three <laughs> Spider-Man movies. So they, like, we have to kill Spider-Man's family somehow, some way. <laughs> Who's left? Uh, I guess her. But oh. like a lot, a lot of the last few MCU movies have like really been killing off characters, like Wakanda forever. Like they were just going on a murder spree in there, and yeah, like, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'll give you that. And like, so it's like I feel like like everything doesn't have to die, and also like I don't know. It, I think it ended really well. I, I so, like it. So Vic, so Vic, I can I can agree with you on that that they didn't take the cheap way out. But then they just flirted with it way too hard the whole movie. Then yeah, I agree with you. I get you that. <laughs> that that, that was my that. issue. Is like, oh, is Rocket dead? He's in the Beyond, and then oh, yeah. is Peter? It's like just do it or don't, right? That, <laughs> it just it, it was just too much. So, but yeah, yeah, overall great. So some of the things that prevented me from going to S tier, I'm kind of over movies doing the afterlife scene, right? Harry Potter did it. This movie did it. I don't need them to do that for it to be impactful. I understand. Willie doesn't need closure in anything. Just <laughs> he just wants cut it off, move on. Well, Get him can, out. Can you do it in a way that tells the story of it? Like, could could it have been another flashback scene where he is talking to her as she's like gasping for her last breath or something? Oh, sure. I see. Where you you know what I mean? Like, I don't want this. Like, you're imposing a belief that there's this afterlife. Take it or leave it. I mean, we're what already are we in doing? freaking space. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. What are we doing I can here draw now? a line. I can suspend only so much disbelief here. Going? Hold on. Time Willie, out. Time out. Willie's going to be joining you at Chick-fil-A, it sounds like, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, not allowed in not, there is what it sounds not like. Today. Not today. Not <laughs> today. Okay. Oh so God. you're telling me in the – the entirety of what Guardians of the Galaxy introduced to the MCU, the cosmic side of things, you're thinking that an afterlife is the most uh, difficult thing driving, to believe? They're driving a dead god's head. And like, yeah. I don't understand what are we talking about. There was a, ste- there was a steering wheel and everything. Also, uh, speaking of the, the Harry Potter Beyond, I'm pretty sure it was the exact same place, right? I think they were just in the train station of Harry Potter. <laughs> I think if they would have just turned left, they would have seen Dumbledore. J- yeah. James Gunn was working with Warner Brothers and was like, can we just use this set? Keep the fog. Keep the fog rolling. I'm just going to record it here. This is why I only gave it a B, B plus. There was so much they tried to stuff into this. Let's start with what was Guardians of the Galaxy 1 known for the most out of anything else? Music. Music. The music. That's right. I felt the music got worse in the second one and was even like worse in this third. But I mean, you could it, you even hear it? Don't say yes, that to Victor. I, and because don't say that to Victor. Because I uh, he's old. I got a close closed captioning device. <laughs> I actually so for those who don't know, I'm hard of hearing. I went to the theater. I asked if they had a closed captioning device, and they had this weird thing that you put in the cup holder. It looks like like a periscope that you would shoot some <laughs> a torpedo out of a, a submarine with. It's super weird. However, it introduced every single song and who it was by and like the year, strangely enough. So I was just like, oh, this Florence and the Machine is playing right now. Our Radiohead's Creep acoustic version is what it said specifically. Yeah. So I got to see and I was like, this is this is just a weak playlist. It had some good songs, but like nothing that can even come close to that first film. 
my thought process is, is like, think of Guardians of the Galaxy and MCU as a whole. You have seen more of them than you've seen of anybody else. And more, you've seen more of Guardians of the Galaxy than you've seen Avengers, to be honest with you. Yeah. They, were, they were the mainstay in Infinity War. They were the mainstay in Endgame. They were in Thor. They had their three, they had their two movies. They had a Christmas special. So for this, <laughs> that's true. So for that's this, true. I was out for this. I was okay with the, the so many plot points that they had going on at the same time because I'm like, okay, this is cool. We've had a lot of them. I don't need to, you know, you don't, I don't need you to rehash all this other stuff that I've seen sure. in the last six years or whatever. That so I sense. was really okay with it. There's somebody shared something with me that I find really interesting, and I just want your opinions on this. Follow Rocket's trajectory through Guardians 1, 2, and to 3. Between 2 and 3, the blip happened. And of the original ensemble of Guardians, Rocket was the only one that didn't go away. So he spent five years fighting to get his team back and then building a relationship with Nebula, who wasn't a part of the Guardians, right? So those two, you start to understand the bond in this film about why Nebula is so close to Rocket. But then he gets them back only to now almost die. And it's almost like this film is about the rest of the Guardians fighting to save Rocket, who saved them. Which, which the, yeah. is, is cool. That's a good story. However, <laughs> cool story, bro. I, I, <laughs> that's literally what he just said. He did. He did. He said, cool I see myself story. out. Good luck. Yeah. Listen, listen, Rocket's cool, and I'm gonna let you finish, Willie. However, <laughs> he he's sitting on a table for seventy five percent of the movie, and yes, we get to see Baby Rocket in flashbacks, but holy cow, he lost his entire team for five years. And we don't know like the exact amount of time between that and this movie, but for him to just get taken out in the first 30 seconds and sit lying there near death while we get some flashbacks, I just felt it was super underutilized. You could have done that so much differently or in a different also, capacity, some way, shape or form. Like you were saying with the afterlife, like why just take him out to tell his backstory? He also could have been doing stuff while we're flashing back to him. Once again, my fair, opinion, but a, that's that's why I rated it point. low. So the one thing that I have that is a that is a critique of it is basically that they didn't really dive into Adam Warlock at all. Because like even that gem in his forehead is supposed to be the soul soul. So we don't know, like I don't know if that's supposed to be is that the is that the soul soul in his in his in his forehead? I know that what's the guy he said they took him out the cocoon early, so that's mm -hmm. why he's kinda like a little stupid. But he is like a Thanos level power level like fight like he he has that much power so um I they didn't really dive in him in a lot but you know I was okay with that yeah right. they're they're not really describing a lot of people's powers now we don't know how uh this uh high evolutionary, high evolutionary. we don't know how, what his powers are or how we got him he's just all of a sudden really powerful um and then I, at the I very end they do explain suit. it they explain it very briefly they explain yeah, it did. very briefly what did they he say? says I've evolved myself to basically control gravity. Like that's that's his power. He it was a one sentence thing, blink yeah. and you miss it kind okay. of situation. Yeah. Now, so there there's plenty of like questions left unanswered that I think we'll return to. Yeah. I want to get to that like very last end credit scene, but can we first talk about Nathan Fillion being in this movie? Yeah. I like that. I really like it. 
He was hilarious. He's he's a great actor. He's one of the best. Why is time. he not used enough? Why is he not used enough? Like why do I not see him enough? He was in the rookie, I think, forever, and he just probably wasn't available. The rookie is that a TV show? TV show, yeah, yeah. TV network show. Like TV show. He's so good, and he's but, done so many big things that like you just want him and, to like be a part of something bigger. He's been a friend of James Gunn for a really long time, too. Slithers, Slither, you know whatever. whatever yep. I he was in that oh, James Gunn. Sure. And he was Doctor Hammer in that weird little internet web series, and he was Cade Six in Destiny. Oh yeah, you're right. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, what did we think <laughs> the 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 very final end credit scene is? Quill talking to his grandpa, and then they're talking about some woman's son, and he's 45 years old. And then it says that the legendary Star-Lord will return. Do well, we did you guys a- catch the newspaper? Yes. Uh, I, I forgot what was on it. It was The, the newspaper Kevin said, Bacon. alien abduction. Oh. Kevin Bacon tells all. <laughs> I know. I, see, I like it. It's so great. Nice little homage to the Christmas special if you missed yes. it. Yes. Yeah, I find it interesting, obviously, that they just called out Star-Lord is going to return. So that, that leads me to believe that like he's going to be involved in some probably yeah. some Phase 5 projects. But the the one thing I wish they, they could have gone just a little bit further with, like, it, who is that? Who, who, like, is that truly just, like, a random neighbor and they just wanted to show him doing mundane things? Or was that somebody important, like, uh, that, that he's going to run into? I don't know. I mean, where they're going now with the uh, Kang Dynasty and all that stuff, like there is no way whether it's going to go into this cosmic level thing. Like there is no way that the Guardians of the Galaxy and Chris Pratt and Star Lord are not going to be part mm-hmm. of it. Like it's just impossible not to have them in there. Agreed. What I think is very telling, though, is they didn't say anyone else yeah. was possibly going well, to return. So, can the, does that mean they can't afford Bradley Cooper and all the rest, or they don't want to pay them? No, to Bradley show up Cooper, one hundred percent, is coming back as Guardians. Right? I think Dave Bautista said he doesn't want to do it again. Yeah. And I loved yeah. his send off. His send off was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gamora um, as well. I think I think the, the I forget her name, but Zoe Zelda plays Gamora. Yeah, they. I think she's not coming back either. I think you forgot her name, Victor. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> I, do, but but the real question is: Do you think Vin Diesel will come back to say seven words? <laughs> How much, well, is not, paid? Oh my How much is he getting paid? Hold on. How hold much up. is he getting paid? How much did Vin Diesel make as Groot? <laughs> so this is in 2021. It says Avengers Infinity War marked the debut of Groot in the Avengers team. Even though Vin Diesel was confined to say only I am Groot to express a variety of emotions, he was paid in millions for saying it. According to a report by this weird website, he was paid $54.5 million. That's insane. That's insane. How, like, how, do, how does anybody even on the corporate or boardroom say, hey, yeah, you can give this guy $54, $54 million to say seven words? I don't, I don't know about you guys, but we're all in the wrong line of work. Apparently. <laughs> you, you know, you know what the craziest part about that? How, how much harder... Did uh, the the person doing the CGI for Groot work? Yeah, and Vin yeah, Diesel, and how yeah. much less yes. money did they make? Right, exactly. Like, that, that, I would say that's more of the character of Groot is the person yeah. doing the, the CGI. Ent- the entire the entire like team from Nepal who probably did all of the graphics for Groot from start to finish of MCU 
beginning got paid till $54. now. dollars. so here's a here's another report just to make it a little bit more timely this is from may 2nd of 23 it says that he received 13 million dollars per film i need i need his agent yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'm curious curious on james gunn's thought process of like hey i need to bring vin diesel in for this yeah you could have you could have got any voice actor and you got vin diesel you could have got anybody anyone the next Marvel movie is uh, the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Do you think it will be able to hold up to this? No, I think it's going to be Freaky Friday in space. I think it's going to suck. <laughs> wow, I, I think that it looks was good. blunt. I th- yeah, wow, so blunt. But Jeez. but I like trailers and I fall for them every single time. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> ooh. Do we want to talk about uh, what what happened uh, in in the middle of our showing? It was the scene where they just got off that BioCorp thing and they got back to the ship. Yeah, and Gamora was yeah yeah. So and and Gamora and Starler was arguing. Yeah, so they start arguing. Well, what we missed is that Gamora said, "I don't want to be. I don't want to go do this. Like, I don't understand the value of fighting for this." this creature and they all fought back and said, no, uh, rocket is our family. Even, Damn. even her, uh, sister was like, he's as much family as you are. He deserves to live. And that was a turning point where for Gamora, when they land on that planet, the counter earth, that's Damn. why she fought to save him was because of that conversation. So we missed it the whole time. I'm thinking, well, she doesn't want to be here. Why is she trying to save this raccoon? And it's because of the the conversation with uh, her sister. All right, mm. that that is important. Our uh, our our video first, and then our audio went out on uh, a good three to five minutes of the movie. I have a, I have a question here before we wrap it up. What did you guys think of the villain? Because a lot of times, you know, Marvel's very good at introducing a villain, killing him off, just just because that's something you do to end this movie, and he's not a factor going forward, but. This this actor for me he's from Peacemaker along with James Gunn's oh. wife. Uh, That's I knew and I'm pretty sure James Gunn does Peacemaker for for DC. So like his acting is phenomenal in that show in in the small amounts that we get him and I thought he was really good in this movie. He's he's on record saying like a lot of times people who play villains try to like come up with some way to justify their actions, but he said this this character is so despicable and vile. Like he, he just could not agree yeah. with anything that he did. I think uh, that's the part that I liked about it was the fact that he was good acting, but also the fact of it is, is like he didn't try to. It didn't have to be a Thanos situation or like, oh, I can see where Thanos is coming from. Like this guy is just trying to do something for his own. Like this is what he wants to do, and I like I was fine with that. I don't need a, a two dimensional villain every time that we have a villain. I, I I would have liked more than a sentence about his powers. But outside of, uh, and, I, and I think a lot of it came from his suit. Because if you notice in that in that fight scene where they where they killed him, once his suit got taken out, he he had nothing. So I think part of it was his suit, but I don't know for sure. I just kind of noticed that um, in that fight scene, I was like, oh, okay, well, he's apparently powerless now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think the acting uh, was was really really good. Yeah, the one thing I missed because it sounds like there were several things that are just kind of blink, and if you if you weren't listening or you were laughing too loud. 
something just went by the wayside. You had no idea what's going on in the movie. I, I didn't put two and two together that Rocket was the one that ripped his face off originally. Yeah. 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 Oh, you missed Because I saw him, like, punch Shredded him a bunch it. of times. Yeah. So he jumps on his face. And in the background, you don't really see any damage to this guy. He's kind of just, like, you don't see the, there. Yeah. You don't see the face. And then when they peeled off his face... <laughs> which is probably the most gruesome thing I've seen in any Marvel movie, <laughs> really skirting that PG-13 rating. It was just like, oh, that's another reason why he hated Rocket outside of the fact that he made him smarter than himself. Uh, yep. <laughs> but he literally did all this damage to him, and he was trying to get revenge. Just, yeah, just purely a revenge mission the whole time. I want to end by asking one last question. So this is James Gunn's last MCU film because he's allegedly. Well, I mean, Kevin Feige isn't going to be like, "Hey, James, you're doing the me over at DC. Come on over and film an <laughs> MCU film." No, he's he's gonna he's gonna be the one that is writing the paychecks for all of the upcoming DC films. Do we think because James Gunn has now done three? fairly great films in the guardians trio do you think that it provides any hope to dc coming up i think so uh, maybe but why but, but yeah but what reason did, do i have to believe what 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 did reason? james gunn do peacemaker then that, uh, peacemaker was peacemaker was good i know paul has a, a very literal response to it ugh, but i like peacemaker I and i like show. the james gunn uh suicide squad i like that one as well <laughs> so i think like I think like I think like I see a really big hope in uh, DC coming up. I'm kind of curious how he's gonna make Superman into whatever else he's been. Doing. <laughs> like I'm curious to see how he does that. I knowing that he did Peacemaker gives me so much less hope for DC. Ugh. It was uh, <laughs> uh, John, like apparently John Cena is like the nicest human being on earth, uh, but I don't know for some reason I just couldn't do it. I, I absolutely like I watched one episode and immediately turned it off. Wow, <laughs> I, I couldn't I do it. it. I loved it. I think, I think there's I think... a chance. I don't think it's. I think it's a coin flip, though. I think it's fifty-fifty, because you either you either expect him to fail, because Suicide Squad wasn't amazing. It was just. It was like Peacemaker the movie. If if we're looking, and if everything mm-hmm. that DC comes out with is Peacemaker, Volume One, Volume Two, Volume Three, people are gonna get real tired of it real fast. Yep. I think it's it's something where he's got a very short leash based on what Warner Brothers eight is uh is willing to do to that company. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw yep. all those movies away, take the entire brand of HBO that we've all grown up thinking is the premium cream of the crop streaming whatever cable service and just say like nope, we don't need HBO anymore. We're just going to name it Max. <laughs> <laughs> like these guys Stupid. are <laughs> Yeah are psychotic (laughs) they will not they will not hesitate to cut james gunn in the middle of whatever contract they have what about this new flash movie uh are we going to see that i I think i'm gonna see it i want to see it it. all right it's that we'll review it here on the show uh (laughs) paul vic thank you both for uh for coming back on again appreciate it yeah thank you guys thank you for having us i look forward to doing this again And uh, lovely lurkers, thanks for hanging out with us uh, today. Rate and review wherever you lurk. We appreciate all the love. So let's remember to be kind to each other. And we'll see you next week.